What's up, everybody? This is Dante coming back at y'all again with another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And this is a continuation of the Halloween and horror movie discussion that we've been having this week because I like October, I like Halloween, I like horror movies, and I like to talk about those things. My previous episodes, I had um, Echo on here talking about some movies, I had the Rush family on here talking about movies with me. And now, for part three, my guest is going to be uh, a gentleman from the state of Michigan, a fellow Lions fan, uh, whether we really want to admit that or not, but hell, whatever. Uh, my guest today is going to be John, or I guess we can call you Newt, whichever or you want. How's it going, uh, John? Fine. Thanks, Dante. Uh, things are good, man. How are things in, out there? All right, everything's um, everything's going pretty smooth on our end. Just you know, living through this chaos that we've got going on, but that's really just all we can do is just kind of make it through it. <clears throat> um, I guess with us uh, getting together here, John and I have talked uh, quite extensively um, over the last few months or so about uh, horror movies. We both frequent the uh, the the movie app Shutter, which I've referenced on here a couple different times already, and a lot of times, you know, we just start talking at just any random time about whichever feature is on there, whichever documentary is on there. Um, so we'll have some references from there, I'm certain. But you know, what I want to do on here is kind of get to the nitty gritty with John and, and you know share with you all as listeners if you all are still hanging out here by episode three this week with us. So John, with horror movies, what was the first what was your first horror movie that you uh, recall seeing? Uh the original Friday the thirteenth. And I, I don't know if you remember on TV, it was a precursor to HBO. Uh I was about twelve. Uh, me and my friend uh, were excited to see it. I, of course, I had to talk from my mom, tell me it was just a movie. Whatever happens is just in the movie. And uh, just kind of got hooked from there. All right. All right. Um, I, I, growing up, we watched a lot of Friday the 13th in my house. I honestly don't remember watching Friday the 13th, the original one. Uh, for a while, uh, I know I'd seen the number, at least number three and four, I recall, and five before I probably saw one, at least from memory. So, uh, but Friday the 13th was a staple in our home, along with Halloween and basically the slasher films. Uh, what's your favorite? The favorite? I mean, it just depends on the genre. I mean, there's there's the ghost stories. I really, really liked Amityville Horror. Uh, just because the music and the story kind of had like a real feeling to it, even though it was faked. Uh, just the history of the house and what happened at the house and the occurrences to the Lutz family. I, I, I just it really scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I um, I remember watching it as a kid, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get the context. I didn't even understand what I was watching. I didn't realize that I had seen it until years later when I bought the DVD and watched it. It was like, oh shit, I have seen this before. Um, now, yeah. The, did you watch? Did, I'm sorry. Did you watch the 2015 Ryan Reynolds or did you watch the original with James Brolin? 
So I watched the uh, the Ryan Reynolds remake first um, between the two of those. I had seen the other Amityville like uh, sequels and, you know, whatever other things came in between. But the Ryan Reynolds uh, version I saw first and I didn't dislike it. It towards the end, it got a it got a little much for me, but I did enjoy it for the most part. And then when I saw the original, there was just a creepiness to that. that I, I can't explain it, but there's just something to that film. Just the, whether it be the music, whether it be you know just like when they did the remake, you know you'd have like the you know the house saying "Get out," and it it didn't catch, it didn't bother me. It, you know it was it was overdone i think there but in the original there's just an eeriness to it it was just subtle enough for you to or at least for me to to feel creeped out and oddly enough going back and watching that and then having seen the remake like i've only watched the original one a couple different times and i don't even like to watch it at home by myself for some reason that one just fucks with me a little bit i'm not even sure i guess again it's just they did a good job with it. It's a genuinely scary movie. I mean, mm-hmm. from from and I'm a I've been since we've been watching Shudder a lot. There's a lot of horror movies that I'm seeing like a, a a kind of like a theme. There's always like a jump scare in the beginning, you know. And in that one, I was probably ten or eleven when I saw that, and it, it was it was you know with the shock the, the guy goes in he kills his whole family. And it's just one yeah. of those things where it just kind of sticks with you growing up. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those one of those things that you're just like and you're hooked automatically. Yeah, the story I don't know, it, it just kinda it, it grabs you quick. Um yeah. but I think also um that, but also like when they did the Texas Chainsaw remake with Jessica Bill, um that's another one. They they both have this similar thing where they kind of just jump right to it and and get to the point of, you know, of your story. And, you know, there's no fluff. Um, the 2005 Amityville remake, there was kind of a little bit of cushioning to get you into the movie. Um, and, and again, I enjoyed the film. I just felt like there's a point where, um, you know, I, I like things that they just cut out any of the the bs in between just you know and maybe that's just me being impatient um i'm certain that is it but i felt like that original amityville just kind of you know kind of grabbed you right away and and from that point you couldn't really look away yeah you're absolutely right um, it's one of those things that hooks you in and then and then you're committed and then and then it literally scares the shit out of you Especially yeah. if you're younger. And, and the thing is, like, I'm I'm sitting right now in my basement recording this. I got all the lights on, um, and Captain America on the TV just just to keep myself at bay. But I'm getting goosebumps. Um, and the thing is, as we're talking about, it, I'm thinking to myself, it's like I want to watch this again. Um, I, you know, I might I might grab the DVD book and head up to the to the bedroom tonight and lock myself in. Um, I prefer to just watch it when Sarah's home, but. Eh, whatever. <laughs> um, it it is it's funny because we we have certain movies. There are movies she she just I think she's just over. She's done with watching them because I've watched some movies just so many different times. And I think there are other movies 
she just doesn't feel comfortable watching. And then there are just some she's just never had an interest in. So, you know, we kind of stick into the small pocket of movies that we'll watch together. At, at least she'll watch as some far of them. as horror. Yeah. And we watch a lot of horrors. We enjoy them all. But, <laughs> well, th- that's the thing. It's like there's some things I'm just like, hey, so let's watch Exorcist again. No, I don't want to watch it. Well, I don't want to watch it by myself. So looks like we're we're just going to not watch it. Um, I might man up one of these days. Just say, you know what? Fuck it. Put the kid down for bed and go ahead and, you know, w- you know, board, board myself up in the room and watch, you know, all the horror movies. Um, now, can I, can I tell you about Exorcist, though? Yeah, Exorcist yeah. To me, Exorcist to me is one of those movies that when I was younger, everybody saw it, but did not see it somebody's brother somebody's older cousin saw it and said it was you know there's certain scenes in the movie and and her throwing up on the priest and it, it's just one of those movies that that you'll watch later down the line that when i was younger because i'm a little bit older than you are everybody mm-hmm. everybody saw it but nobody saw it yeah so i i think i i, I think i get what you're saying there um and it's funny because even I think I kind of fall into that pocket, but I think I fall into that pocket of ignorance because, you know, seeing it as a little kid, I just didn't get it. And, and as I explained on uh, the previous, previous episodes, when I first saw it the first couple times, it didn't bother me, but I think it's because I didn't understand what I was supposed to be afraid of. So, um, you know, there's some things that kind of startled me and then seeing, you know, the possession and everything that, you know, none of that really bothered me. Then when I saw it, when I, I believe I was 21, maybe 22, and then suddenly I understood. And then, you know, I saw it in a different light. And, and, and even and I know the one that I saw, there's like um, added footage, you know, just different things added on because it was the later version. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are even things that, you know, didn't seem... Like I saw this before when I watched the movie previously, because I think prior to watching it at 22, I think I did watch it. I might have been uh, maybe 16 or 17 at a Halloween party with some friends. And even still, we're all watching it in the dark and, you know, it's supposed to be all creepy and scary. And it just didn't translate for me. You know, I wasn't catching what what was going on. But um, but The Exorcist is one of those films that. I think it, it it it's like what what am I looking for? What's the word? Um, everyone sees it a little different, and everyone takes it in differently. I think. I I, I think the problem is is especially now when you get older, you kind of see more stuff in the movie, as when you were when when you were younger, and you just you, you see less stuff, and the less stuff to me is. A little bit more scary as opposed to like social commentaries and stuff like that you know what i mean absolutely i i think actually and even in those terms there too thinking about newer movies versus older movies uh a lot of the newer movies a lot of newer not just horror but newer movies period it's almost like they're narrating like you know they're they're um commentating the story for you um oh you know this is an old creepy house this house is abandoned listen to the creaks in the house don't tell me to do it just let me hear the creaks 
things like that, subtle things, I think were scarier just because you get it's almost like you're getting to live the movie while watching it versus now they're telling you what you're supposed to be looking for. Um, you know, they're they're almost giving you too much where I think a lot of these newer movies kind of lack that the you know, they rely a lot on jump scares versus letting the story scare you instead. Yeah, I like a slow build up. I like like with like we mentioned Friday the thirteenth, with the whole you you kinda of, when I was watching it, you kinda of figure it out that oh my god, it's Jay and the then the total swerve at the end and with his mother being the killer and her being of course my lead, but it just puts you at a different point and with the when it comes to music a lot of times with me in a in a movie, even even with the darkness of being at a campsite and i mean everybody thought you know when they were 12 13 14 years old you know you go over to us to a camp where you spend overnight you're like oh i'm dead yeah i'm just dead well i was in i was in scouts um in the early 90s and uh, you know that that was always my fear is friday the 13th uh there, there was one year at summer camp i actually had to go home um I, I think the first, so everybody paired up. Everybody had a buddy, a tent buddy, except for me. I, I was in a tent by myself, and these weren't like you know the, the the tents that you buy at Walmart and you know you set the tent up. These were like the old school wooden tents already kind of built in place with flaps that fell down. Um, we had to have mosquito nets in in the tents to keep us from getting eaten alive. Uh, it, it was just a shit show to begin with. That was supposed to be there for a week. So um, I remember that first night there, I, I, we thought it was an asthma attack. You know, as, as we look back on my history now, it was probably a panic attack. But I remember them, you know, coming, coming to check in on me, took me to the infirmary, and I spent the night there. Then the second night, same deal. So this time they call my grandparents. Uh, who knows what time of night my grandparents had to come out to the middle of nowhere to find me. And uh, pick me up, but just come get him. Yeah, they're like, just come, come get your fucking kid. Just come, 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 come get him. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, all right, this is two nights in a row. We're not doing this all fucking week. Um, But you know, the big thing to that was again Friday the Thirteenth was just in my head. And you know, if you pay any attention to the movies, it's not even the kids that you know Jason's going after. He's going after the staff. Um, So in reality, I should have been like, I should be cool. You know, I don't want to be in the infirmary because that's where he's going to go. But, um, but that, you know, those little things always, you know, kind of crept in my head. Uh, you know, all, all of the horror movies, uh, you know, find some place within me to, you know, house fears, whether it be Halloween, whether it be Nightmare on Elm Street. For most people with, you know, the dreams, sleeping at night, Friday the 13th, going to camp, um, exorcist, you know, with possession, um, you know, poacher guys, you know, all these things have some, you know, some significance in, in you know, scaring us one way or the other. My um, neighbor growing up had a big hedge at the end of the, at, separating his house from the sidewalk. And my best friend lived around the corner from me. So, I, of course, every time I had to go to his house, I had to walk across this hedge. Shining fucked me up, especially in the wintertime. Mm. I just couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. Just with that, that whole maze, that whole maze sequence is, is just one of those, 
one of those points in your life you're like, okay, now you got to suck it up and run as fast as you can. And I'm slow as molasses. <laughs> and, and, you know, if I had died, it had been my fault. But luckily I made it through. Um, that When I moved to Delaware, um, Halloween 4 and 5 had just, you know, come out not too, too long ago. Um, I remember, you know, with daylight savings and everything, it, it gets, you know, the, it was dark a little earlier. And there was this patch of woods that I had to walk through. You know, not anything significant or big. It was probably just like really like, you know, maybe two or three trees that I had to walk through, um, you know, going to scouts. Because scouts for me was across the street. It wasn't very far. But I had to walk through this patch of woods. And I remember every Tuesday night going, well, really coming home. The scouts would be over at nine. So by this point, it was definitely dark. But during you know the colder months going to scouts at seven o'clock it was already dark for me i remember there were plenty of time where i just was like you know what i don't think i want to go to the meeting tonight um you know it just i always had this feeling that michael myers was waiting behind one of these trees for me it just always fucked with me and then um you know when curse of michael myers came out a couple years later i was here in maryland by that point and you know, I had a friend that lived up the street, and I remember we we watched that a couple different times on VHS. And I remember just having a hard time always going home from his house to my house because we lived like we weren't a corner corner unit with our townhouse. We were the second to the last unit, but there's right around that corner, just dark and woods. So, and we didn't, you know, my grandparents never turned on the porch light; they just left it off. So I would get home and I'm like struggling with my keys in the dark and I, I'm looking at that corner and freaking out and it, it was just always a shit show. But I love these movies and I keep watching them and I keep scaring myself. Um, so yeah, for some reason you always you always kind of enjoy that scare, you know? Yeah, it, well, it's I, one I, of those things where it's you know you're gonna be okay, but just that that one instance that runs through your head. Some sooner or later, I mean, like literally, my garage door is closed right now. If somebody beat on that garage door, I would probably pee myself. You will, my name, like, so right now, um, at our townhouse here, we're in between two units, and on one side, they have a dog, and it's always running up and down the stairs. Um, and then on the other side, I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of movement in the basement all the time. And when I'm down here, I just hear thuds left and right, you know. Part of me is like, well, you should be used to it by now, but it still freaks me out, um, especially like later at night when I'm upstairs um, in the room and I hear, you know, it's next door, but it sounds like it's in my house. People walking up and down the stairs and I'm a night owl. So I'm up at bizarre hours, like 3 a.m., um, you know, 2.30, and I'm still hearing movement going on next door. I'm like, yo, y'all need to chill. Like, I think uh, a couple months back they were hanging pictures or something i heard like them like hammering a nail into the wall i was like okay I, i'm assuming that's just next door that's not something here in my house but again watching horror movies you know i let my imagination fuck with me and you know it's like the bathroom is right outside of my door but i still i'm still hesitant i'm like if i open this door and there's someone standing there you know what's your first move uh <laughs> well, your your jujitsu is gonna go into effect right away, so you're good to go. Me, I know nothing. 
and it's going to be me with uh, hiding in the closet because it's happened before. So, hey. Look, if, if something is outside of that door in front of me when I open that door, I'm kicking it straight in the nuts. And, <laughs> and then probably some jiu-jitsu. But, hey, my policy is always this. If I know I'm in a losing situation in a street fight or a horror movie situation, I'm sp- I'm going to speed bag your balls. I'm punching you and you know, that's just a short and narrow of it. And then, and then I'm probably going to try to get you back and choke you. But the first what's order is always the, uh, hit the nuts. What's the monster squad saying? Wolf, wolf, Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfman's got nards. Um, no. yeah, yeah, let's see. And that's something, you know, you never think about, but they, they brought that point up. So I'm, I'm glad it was used, but it has been something brought up in later films. So they need to get back to the basics. Just, oh. just you know, it's, it's fight. A lot of it's what is it? The fight or flight. All I see is a lot of flight, not a lot of fight. You know, I I think I have more of a. I have the flight first, but I think it's more for me to kind of, you know, kind of run a little bit so I can see what I'm fighting. You know, I yeah. I got to get some space. Yeah, a little little bit of space. That way, you can make a decision on what's close to you, what you can grab to kind of defend yourself. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'll, I'll take like a little bit of a jog, like kind of get some space. If I see, oh wow, that's, that's a big guy. Oh, he's got a machete. I I'm gonna continue to use flights, but it's like, oh, he's got no weapons, and I do. We about to fight. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so we we were kind of talking a little bit uh, before we started recording uh, about. Uh, your preference in horror movies. Um, and, and one of the things that um, you're saying is uh, the newer movies you're not too too crazy about. Uh, well, a lot of them are remakes. Um, and I, and I, I feel kind of bad for the people who do remakes because there's always an assumption of the, of the remake. Uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the, the one with the kid from uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah. Uh, I thought that movie was great. It, 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 a lot of people hated it because it was not uh, Robert England. I thought, I thought it was great. It, 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 I'm, I'm a big backstory guy, and a lot of people don't like backstories. And it, sure. it, and it kind of put me in a position to where I didn't like Freddy Krueger anymore. I think, I think that what they did after, after Dream Warriors is they, they, they commercialize a pedophile, mm-hmm. a child yeah. whore. And I, I think that with the, with the new one, with Jack Earl Haley, that's his name. Yeah. Put, put Freddie back to where Freddie was a killer. Freddie was, I mean, he had his court, he had his funny lines or whatever, but he put him in a position to where, like, you didn't like Freddie. When, when, when people start to like the killers, that's that's where it's kind of a gray area for me because a lot of you know with Michael Myers, even Rob Zombie, uh, with those zombie remakes, I thought the zombie I thought the zombie remake, the Halloween one was great. Halloween yeah. two was just him fulfilling an obligation to me. <laughs> I I don't you know it's with one of those things to where the the whole Michael Myers with his mom and 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 Rob Zombie to me made a great horror movie. If they just didn't make it a Halloween movie, he'd have been applauded and he'd have been like, this is one of the greatest horror movies ever. I, that 
point that you just made there is one of my favorite points. And I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's what a lot of things though is, yeah, if that wasn't titled Halloween, that would have been great as anything else other than Halloween. Um, I, I think that with a lot of movies, I think that with a lot of remakes, um, I'm not crazy about a lot of remakes. Um, I only watched the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street once. So, you know, I probably didn't give it a fair chance, but I also went into it already jaded. I, I wasn't interested um, in seeing it. Uh, that and Halloween were, you know, the two that are like, I don't want them to touch those. Don't, don't remake them. Leave them as they are. I did enjoy Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it so much. If I go out and buy a physical copy of a disc and then get a digital copy, I love the movie. Um, and I did that for, for uh, that movie. Um, I think with his uh, take on Halloween, yeah, a lot of people don't like backstories, whether it be, you know, it's going to make you sympathize with the killer or is humanizing them. I enjoyed the Halloween backstory because, you know, it, it doesn't even humanize him. It doesn't make you sympathize with him. You still see he's still kind of a fucked up individual. Um, you know, he's he's out there killing, you know, neighborhood animals. You know, he's killing rats. He's killing cats. Um, and then he's, you know, it's not even that he's pushed to the edge. I mean, you know, he was going to go over that edge eventually. It's just, you know, the things that that were going on you know got him there a lot quicker you know he's still a bad guy you, yeah. you know he's still you know you don't like him and, and that's kind of the point and like you said with Freddie, you know they actually made it you know they, they remind you like look this is a fucking monster like, like he's commercialized he's got tv shows he's doing uh commercials you know he's got merchandise people love a molester and you know that that's what happened you know coming out of you know, four, five, and um, uh, Freddie uh, West Craven's new nightmare. You know, then after that, you know, or no, there was a dream child and Freddie's dead, and then new nightmare. You know, but those were the things that kind of built him into this pop culture icon, and everybody loved him. And then when they did the remake, there was that reminder of like, hey, don't forget, he's a fucking pedophile. He's a bad human being, and it's like, oh, and I think that's part of what people disliked about the remake. Also, is you reminded he's a bad guy and people didn't want that. People want to go into that movie like, yeah, we're going to get the Freddy of old. We're going to get some jokes and wisecracks. And it's like, no, this isn't that kind of story. You don't want that. Well, you shouldn't want that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just, I think that, I, I just think that, yeah, you have to kind of glorify when the whole story is, no, this is a bad person. And I get the escapism part because there's like the Freddy Krueger to me was as far as him being that's the ultimate thing is with you know you can get the people in their dreams but the way he got to the be the to get to the people in his dream is what I want to know is what you know when he with the you know the child killings and the the, the pedophile stuff the people going after him. And, and, and basically, you know, we're tired of it. The vigilante justice they got. And with him coming back, like, okay, you got me, but now I'm going to get your children. That's a great story. And that can go yeah. on forever. Yeah, it's that's, just, that's it's terrifying. It, it's, a, it's a terrifying ideal because it's like, again, as parents, you know, the, the ideal is you want to 
look, you know, like it was said in the original one, um, Nancy's mom says, you know, Fred Krueger won't get you anymore. He won't hurt you anymore. Um, you know, you're protecting your child. And now this creature that, you know, this bad guy that you thought you got rid of is now coming to after your kids in dreams. And, you know, what can you do at that point? You can't defend your child. You can't save them because, you know, he's entered a realm that you can't touch him. That's that's a that's a good, scary story. And honestly, uh, you know, had they stopped there with just that and the way it ended. But I think that with a lot of horror movies, you know, you can stop it no matter how it goes, whether the bad guy wins or whether it's undecided. You know, sometimes it's okay just to leave it like that. Um, I would have been fine if they didn't make another Nightmare on Elm Street. I might say that now, but I was back. I do know that they changed the ending uh, mm-hmm. of, the, of the original. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. Yes. Because originally she was supposed to just drive off and be safe with her friends. And and once the, and now apparently test shows or whatever, like, no, what happens next? And I understand that studios want to make as much money as they can, but sometimes they just beat a horse to death, man. Sometimes, oh, they, yeah. I mean, well, I, and, Jay, and Jason's the perfect example. He's the perfect killing machine, but once you get into space and time travel and, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, I, I, it's just one of those things where, like, that's enough. I kind of stopped watching the Freddy movies after Dream Warriors, and I picked it up with The New Nightmare because it, it brought a new perspective to the whole horror genre. And that's what mm-hmm. I liked about Wes Raven is that guy That guy was amazing. It, it, he's, he's one of the people that he, he kind of got his niche. And then even with Nightmare, I think it was, was two. He didn't want to, or no, was it? It was two. He didn't want anything to do with. Yeah, he, he's like he's like that. Is even John Carpenter? Um, it, it's with Wes Craven. Um, it's like he he's a genius with this stuff. It is he he has an idea, he goes with it, and he stops. And then when he came back with um New Nightmare, that I remember just you know thinking like, oh, that's a that's a great concept. That's a a nice original concept off of an already established name though, versus, you know, again, with the previous um, incarnations of it, where they're just, you know, looking for new ways to, you know, make the, the devs creative and, and, and funny. Um, Dream Warriors was one that I watched uh, religiously. That, that was my favorite movie for a very long time um, growing up. And, um, you know, just kind of looking, you know, we look back on it now, it's like, okay, you got a, you know, a young Patricia Arquette, Lawrence Fishburne in there, you know, it's like, wow, you know, and then, you know, Patricia not coming back for number four, you know, through whatever reason was probably a good thing or, you know, who knows, maybe that was what doomed that movie. I think there was a lot of other things that doomed that movie, but, um, you know, I, I think they could have just, you know, they could have even ended at three. They could have just made it. Um, you know, a little trilogy, even though number two was a little off. I loved it. I, I like the fact that Freddie was manifesting himself to come up to the real world and, and, and be a force. And it takes a lot. I, I you know, on Shutter, I watched a movie called Scream Queen. And yeah. It was, it was, 
it was very interesting on in how the how it got played and how it's got reaction since the movie came out. But I thought it was great. I loved it. I also, I mean, Dream Dream Warriors was great. Man, the mm-hmm. effects though now are horrible. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, they're horrible. Uh, well, it's funny because I didn't see two until much later in life, so that might have played into my dislike for it. Because I've already seen the others. Um, and for some reason, I just never saw two. Um, but even, you know, trying to, you know, watch them kind of, you know, just trying to watch them and then, you know, take them in. Two has its place. But two is also the one, well, four. Well, yeah, after three is pretty much all downhill anyway, up into a new nightmare. But, um, you know, out of one, two, and three... I mean, obviously, two is just the one that I I just don't feel like, you know, there's a lot going on that I, I didn't care for. Like, you know, him being at the pool party. Um, I think that's where it kind of, you know, cut it for me. You know, all the other stuff was fine because even though he was manifesting himself in, you know, in real life, you know, you could still interpret it as like, wait, is the kid dreaming? Is he imagining? You know, what's going on? But once Freddie showed up at the pool party, I was like, okay. I think I'm done here. Um, Best but, I never. You're all my children now. Yeah, you know, it, there there is something to that, though. There, there is. Um, Freddie had a way of, you know, reminding people, you know, just of who he really is. And, and you know, making you aware, like, look, you're fucked. Um, and they were at the pool party. Um, you know, th- there there is a a bit of a charm to Freddie in that sense, where you know, as a viewer, there's that charisma, but also, you know, you know, if you're in the movie, you know, not so much. Um, they even you know had the TV series, even though he, you know, the the skits weren't necessarily about Freddie. He was more like the crib keeper host um, of the show, but. You know, again, just more, more uh, of the studio. Like, hey, we we got something here. Let's make money off of it. Um, which is, you know, again, like you said earlier, studios. That's their their objective: make as much money as possible. But I think there is such a thing as continuing to make money, but you know, have a better idea or use that idea, but you know, put it towards something else. But I also with that, you have the whole thing of familiarity. It's like, well, we know Freddie. Go ahead and put, you know, that name to any other crappy ideal and just put it out there. People are going to show up just off name alone. Um, as we've seen with the other Freddy movies, Halloween, Friday the 13th. I, I didn't realize that Jason X was uh, a Friday the 13th movie. I remember seeing a poster for that and thinking, what is this? And, you know, just kind of went by. And then one day it was on HBO or something. And it clicked. I was like, oh, Jason X, that's number 10. This is a Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm watching it. Oh, he's in space? What the fuck is this? Um, it, I, I didn't stick around. I, I I, think maybe I did see the end. I think they froze him in space, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, you know, all of the slasher movies, I think, like the uh, documentary um, Search for Darkness kind of goes into the whole, you know, just all of the 80s films. And really the big thing there is 
the 80s was kind of that decade of the slasher films and franchises. You know, you got your Friday the 13th, your Halloween's, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser's, uh, Child's Play, um, all these movies just built and built and built off of, you know, a previous character um, just because people are familiar. I think it's funny you mentioned Child's Play. I think that could have been a one and done. Mm-hmm. Even the even though Bride of Chucky was good, I think Child's Play could have been a one and done. That's it. I, there's, I, I agree. There's not a lot you could. I mean, there's a lot you can. With him going to military school and and with um, the kid growing, being older, Chucky basically stalking him to um, military school. That's where I kind of checked out. And and I'll be honest with you, I have I saw. Child's Play 1, I saw, I saw until I went to military school, and I, I checked out right there. Then I, I saw Bride of Chucky, which is very underrated. It's it's very, to me, it's very, it's, it's a good movie. I, 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 I look at horror movies if it's good or bad. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. not what, well, how, yeah. how scared I get or how, how the kills are, even though some of the kills are amazing. It's just one of those things where, like, it's good or bad. So the child's play to me could have been a one and done. I agree. Um, but I, I think, you know, again, a lot of these films could have been that way. Um, discounting Halloween, uh, just the way that Halloween ended, uh, you know. Um, and even if they did leave it at that, eh, <laughs> so be it. Um, but child's play was one that I I saw a little bit later in life as well. But I still enjoyed it. Um, I actually just recently watched the remake, which I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, I I watched it a couple times just to kind of really make sure that my feelings were valid. Um, I like, I would have liked it if it was anything but Child's Play. If it weren't called Child's Play, I probably would have loved it, but, um, it was still decent enough, um, just modernized. Uh, and I think a lot of people just, you know, disliked it because, you know, as a lot of the remakes, you know, we, this isn't like the original. So you can, right? you can get a, you can get away with a movie like that calling it something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, I enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it more if they called it, you know, anything else but Child's Play. Especially if Chucky's so. involved, because it's it's once again we come back to the iconic horror horror people. Chucky's an icon now. Yeah. And and the thing is, their expectations of these icons, too. I mean, again, in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, you know, people wanted to see the wisecracking Freddy. You know, in in the Child's Play remake, you you want to see the wisecracking Chucky. Even in the Friday the 13th remake, it's a little trickier because the original one, it was his mother who was the killer, not Jason. So when they did the remake, it, it got a little slippery there. Because I think they still kind of touched upon. It. I think they like combined one through three, in some sense, in that remake. But it was still a. It was a. I think I only watched it the one time. But again, I went into it already jaded, not wanting to see it. I, um, I watched it. I watched it with, uh, with an open mind, not knowing if they were gonna go the original remake with his mom being the killer. Or having some incarnation of Jason, uh, I liked it, but it was—it's it, it, not one of those movies that sticks out to me. That like, oh my god, I have to watch this again, you know. 
I, I think they were supposed to do another, yet another remake of Friday the Thirteenth, um, more based in like uh, found footage um, style. But I, I, you know, I guess talks died down or something. I haven't heard anything in a while. I also haven't looked for anything either. But that that was another idea that seemed to have been floating around for a little bit. Um, you know, around 2000, like 15, 16 in that window. I, I, I would I have think, been interested. I think the found footage genre has kind of gone to the wayside. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Blair Witch kind of set the standard. And then you had movies like Cloverfield and movies like that, where you don't really see the monster. You don't really, you just see the reactions of the monster. And once again, people want to see who's doing the killing. Pe- people want to see that. I I agree, but I disagree as well. Though like, you can get away with it a little bit. Like again, Blair Witch, you know, especially with it being the first of its kind, um, you know, it, it was polarizing because there are a lot of people that love that movie, there are a lot of people that hate that movie. You know, you very rarely find anyone in the middle saying it was okay. Um, and I think the big thing with Blair Witch is you, you scares yourself. You know, you let your imagination go with them. You put yourself in that movie, you put yourself in that position. Um, you know, when you get to the paranormal activity movies, kind of a similar thing, at least the first two. Um, you know, you get into this game of, you know, is any you know, is something really happening? And that first one doesn't pick up until about the last 15, 20 minutes, at which point, you know, you're already invested if you're that far in. You know, you, you kind of already set yourself up, you know, for the scare. Um and, you know, Cloverfield, I think Cloverfield falls into that thing of like, yes, I want to see what the monster is because you hear all this commotion. So, yeah, I want to see. I want to know what's going on. Whereas the Blair Witch, you almost kind of get a sense that you're probably not going to see what it is. And and I'm OK with that. But Cloverfield, I definitely want to see what we're dealing with here. And then when they made a the couple different sequels, um, uh, 10 Cloverfield and then uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. You know, when they did those, you know, I, I enjoyed them, uh, especially 10 Cloverfield with John Goodman. But, you know, it wasn't something where I felt like was necessary. I saw the first one and I'm like, it's a Godzilla movie. That That's what I thought. I, that, that was in my head. I was like, I think this is just the Godzilla that they made in 98. That's all this is. It's just another Godzilla movie. Or the one they should have um, made in 98. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but 10 Cloverfield was actually really good because it it took you away from, you know, it's still kind of stuck with, like, what's going on out there. But, you know, the bigger fear was what was going inside the what was going on inside the bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that. And then the Cloverfield Paradox, I watched it once. I think I enjoyed it. I should probably watch it again, but I don't feel like really devoting the time to watch it again. There, there's too many other things out there that I want to enjoy. Um, so it, it, as much as I think I enjoyed it, I don't know if I enjoyed it enough to say I'm going to go ahead and devote some more time to it. Um, I hope they don't make another one because, again, I think sometimes it's OK just to let something, you know, stop, and, you know, end, um, you know, just like, you know, the conjuring movies and the insidious movies and the paranormal activity movies and the saw you know these are all movies in the same pocket uh, you know connected by the same writer in some way shape or form 
And it's okay to just let a movie stop being, you know, Insidious could have stopped at one Cloverfield could have stopped at one Saul could have stopped at one or two. Um, but again, when something makes a little bit of money, the studios definitely want to, you know, continue capitalizing on it. So I, I get it, but as a fan it's just like, okay, how many more times am I going to watch the same thing over and over again? Especially with Saul. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that movie. The first one was great. It was suspenseful. Saw to me is a great movie, but then you're getting into torture horror and torture, what they call it, torture porn. And yeah. That's, it's, it, it, that's, a little, that's a little too far out for me, even though I did like Human Centipede. I'm probably the only person on the planet who did because it's one of those <laughs> movies where you're like, I have to see this to see how it combines. But once you get into um, needles and bear traps and stuff like that it's just yeah. it gets to be a little bit too much um i, I felt that way with hostile um i but hostile was kind of piggybacking off you know it was coming out right after saw maybe even saw two i think hostile came out and it was kind of all in the same pocket of torture porn uh a lot of it was just how gross can something get you know even with saw i, I think once they did the second saw I was like, okay, I think we're done. But what they did that was unique there to kind of help them carry it on is they started involving more of the secondary characters. And even in the first one, that was kind of the case. But, you know, in the second one, you know, Donnie Wahlberg, his story became, you know, important. His son's story became important. And then, you know, you kind of invest in these characters. But I think, again, they could have stopped it there. Um, The third one... I wasn't mad at them making a third one, but I would have been fine if a third one never happened. And then once they, you know, just kept going because the web just started getting so much more intricate that it, you know, it caused a headache for me just because it's like, okay, so wait a minute, this cop knows about it. That cop knows about it. This girl knows about it. Like, so they all know about it. So wait, and so nobody everybody, does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody knows about it. Nobody does nothing. And, you know, wait, so who are we, like, what is the point of all this again? Okay, we're teaching a lesson to this person? Well, why don't, you know, it, it just all started to get so convoluted that it wasn't interesting. I think there's a new one um, that just came out recently, or at least in that universe, with uh, Chris Rock. And I'm interested in it, but, you know, just like the the last uh, Saw movie, uh, Jigsaw, I was interested in that as well, just from the idea, like, let's see what they do now. Um, I, again, I didn't particularly hate it, but I also wasn't in love with it either because, you know, my love for that franchise, you know, ended at number two. But, you know, still the inter- the curiosity was still there to see, well, what are they doing now? Um, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to go to the theater to see another Saw movie, but, you know, if it pops up on some sort of a streaming platform for free, you know, I'll check it out. I will give Saw credit for one of the biggest holy shit moments ever is when he gets up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that, yeah, that, that shit, like the whole time he's there. He gets up and is like, oh, shit. And then when they play back, you know, uh, with the guy in the tub, right back to the very beginning where he wakes up and that light that goes down the drain, that was his key. And it's just like, oh shit, like oh shit to all of it. it it's yeah. just like that that entire movie just did it for me. Um, 
And even with the second one, when you realize, oh, this shit was, you know, a recording the whole time, you know, like none of this was happening live, you know, that, that was another good one. But then from there it was like, okay, you've, you've got no more tricks up your sleeve for me to, to be wild by. And that's okay. You know, that, that's not a, not, you know, a huge, huge, you know, thing. Those first two, again, enjoyable, you know, and then after that three through seven, was just business as usual, just more torture. I mean, especially one of them, I think maybe number six, it opens up with like a spectacle in front of a crowd in the street, you know, and they're watching the, the, the death happen before their eyes. It might've been seven. It was one of those last ones. And it's like, okay, this is now over, you know, it's, it's too, too much is, it's over the line. Um, you guys are just doing too much at this point. We're done. Um, well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that too, because nowadays the perfect example is everybody would have their phones out. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Um, and, and I wonder in, in that scene, maybe maybe they did, because I, I think the camera phones were you know a bigger thing. I feel like a couple people in that scene did have their phones out. Yeah, that that's not even a bad premise for a horror movie. Now is you know that that goes viral. And, you know, and, and then all of a sudden it's boom, it's viral. And that, that's where it's at. It's just, you know, with, with especially the way things are going nowadays, you know, I just might have wrote my own movie. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty much what, well, so on Shudder, there's the uh, movie Host. That, I mean, is basically taking place during a Zoom call. Um, I, I, I did see that. I watched a little bit of it. It was so long and not enough stuff was happening for me i i just turned it off so it 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 is it's a it's a tough watch in the beginning um it's like because even when i watched it i think i sarah my my wife she was watching it more than i was and i was kind of on my phone um i checked in about maybe because i think it's 80 minutes long i checked in about 30 minutes in and i was like okay i think i'm into this now because something's going on people are disappearing um, you know, there's something going, you know, there, there are little things going on in the background that kind of caught my eye. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, but that's, that's an example of just kind of the modern times where, you know, if you got a cell phone, you know, you can go wander around and, you know, turn into a horror movie. Um, but that kind of takes me, uh, to, cause I've talked about paranormal activity four. Um, and my dislike for that one out of all of them, even though, you know, again, that, that franchise kind of, you know, overstayed his welcome as well, but at least in the other ones, there was a reason for cameras, whether it be your security system or, you know, you're concerned about something in the house, you know, so you have cameras set up throughout the place, but in number four, you've got a couple teens, you know, with their laptops, um, and there are points where, you know, they're running around with their laptop and it's like, why would you have your laptop in a situation? You know, like, you know, there's a noise in the garage. So she goes down to the garage to check about the, you know, check out the weird sound. So she's carrying her laptop with her. Maybe she's talking with her friend. I don't know. I can't remember. But, you know, she's carrying a laptop and all this drama is going on. And then at the end, you know, where some shit starts going down in their house and she runs over to the neighbor's house. So she's carrying her laptop, you know, you know, things like that. That because of all that in the movie, that's what bugged me. Versus if it were today, they would have their cell phones. That's more believable, you know. Versus oh, well, I'm going to carry my laptop around, 
you know, because it has a camera and, you know, this is how we're going to do this found footage. Um, but these days, you know, with any kind of found footage horror, you know, you can kind of get away with it a little bit better because of having cell phones and, um, you know, home security system, you know, the doorbell, uh, the ring thing or whatever it is on the doorbells, um, stuff like that, you know, could, you know, become a bigger part of the found footage or horror genre these days. But sometimes it's okay to just have a good old fashioned ghost story or a slasher story. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Sometimes you need a good cycle to kind of kind of put you back to where you started. Yeah. Um, like, I you know, uh, I think a couple years ago, what was it? They uh, did a remake of Black Christmas, and I don't think it. You know, again, people just kind of glossed over it, but it's like you know what? It. I I like, you know, I don't like remakes, but. Every once in a while, I like a good, like, you know, something that just people don't remember. Like, I don't like remakes of, like, the, the bigger names. But if you do a remake of something that's just, like, you know, oh, you know, people don't even realize it's a remake. Or it was one of those movies that was decent when it came out. Or not even decent, but, like, just below decent. But, like, you can do a remake and make it better now. Um, I actually I, I think one. What's that? Motel Health. Okay, it's it's an early '80s horror movie about a farmer who who puts people in the ground. He makes sausages out of people. It's scary. It's got a very it's another '80s movie, kind of one of those ones that kind of gets gets kind of glossed over. But there's there there's a story there that needs to be retold, especially now with um with the storyline. Being the farmer makes his own sausage. He's king of the town. He makes his own sausage. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know statewide known. It's 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 a good horror movie. It's cheesy, but it's a good scare, good scary movie. I'll I actually just jot it down a note for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. Um, so I, I have not seen that one. Um, it's funny because um, in doing these three episodes here, I, I realized. I, as much as I love horror movies, I kind of stay in that slasher pocket. So when we start talking about movies, I realize how many movies I have not seen, but I'm only aware of them because of pop culture. We were talking about it the other day, how I haven't seen, uh, you know, I've seen it now, but I hadn't seen uh, Pet Cemetery. but I thought that I had. Uh, I thought that I'd seen Candyman. I had not. Um, you know, I thought that I'd seen Fright Night. I had not. You know, so all these movies where, you know, I hear so much about them that I thought, you know, oh, I have seen them. But then when it turns out I watched them, it's like, oh, shit, I've never seen this movie before ever. Um, but, you know, the, the mainstays, you know, that you know from, you know, the bigger names like Freddie, Michael, Jason, Leatherface, um, Pinhead, you know, those things. It's like, oh, OK, I've seen those because it's almost like you can't get away from them but then some of the other movies that kind of fell in between there again like pet cemetery candy man and i think even candy man is a bigger um iconic name um just because of the premise of bloody mary um playing off of that uh that whole trope in the past as well but it, it I, i'm okay with remakes of stuff that were lesser known or even if it were further further back enough, like House on Haunted Hill or 13 Ghosts. 
Um, great those movie. great movie. I, I love Thirteen Ghosts. That that it, it it that's just so damn. I actually referenced that today at work. Um, I was talking about a building uh, nearby that's inside some woods, and I was like, when I drive by that building, it looks like the house from Thirteen Ghosts to me. It's just in the middle of. It's just built in the woods, and it's creepy as shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so there is a movie um, that was brought up recently on um, my my friend's podcast, um, uh, Winchester. Uh, and I I mentioned it to my wife. She's like, "Yeah, it's based on like you know a, a true thing." Um, so I want to dig into that um, later on as well. But well, you know that story, right? Um, I, from what I've heard recently, I, I have an ideal, I guess, behind it, but I don't know. I guess the lady was building on the house, um, taking the family fortune and building more and more onto the house. Um, yeah, because like the, rooms. Win- the Winchester Rifle family, she was the heir, and she actually had delusions of all the people that their rifles had killed. So she had built. Mm. She this is this is a real house that you can actually go to. That has yeah fake, yeah that's that's walls. what my friend was saying. She made her money. They made their money off of people getting killed, and and she kind of got affected by it. And yeah, it's 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 based on a true story. I mean, I don't know about the ghost or anything, but it's one of those things where you're like, holy shit, this this really happened. So. Yeah, whether the ghost part is true or not, the story in itself is interesting enough, you know, to really you know grab your attention because. You know, people. You know, people lose their marbles. You know, we're we're not all wired right. So, I, you know, that, that that you know, even off of just the horror story of it, that's just a story in itself to think like, you know, what's going on with this lady? You know, let's let's you know, hear her story. What's going on here? Um, so I don't know. My buddy said that he just watched it. I don't know um how you know if it's a newer version of it or what's going on, but I'm gonna. Uh, looking to checking that out because it, it's interesting. It's, it caught my attention. It's a good watch. It's a good um, watch. I think with more, you know, as, as we move forward with horror in general, um, you know, they're trying trying different things with, um, you know, different types of stories, and then we're also falling back into the remakes and uh, rehashing old characters. There's another Halloween movie coming out in 2021 it was due out this year uh but covid you know put that to a halt but uh it's it's due next halloween and apparently it's part of a trilogy so there's a third one um already kind of in the works which these days with social media and just media in general i dislike that because now that you know there's a third one it's going to make the second one kind of shitty to even watch because you know that it doesn't end. So um, I, I think that's a disservice that we have right now with articles and just news stories because everybody's got to be first to break the story or, or give the scoop. So um, I didn't dislike the last Halloween. I, I enjoyed that as well, but I, I think I just enjoy the Halloween movies, period. But I didn't want to know that there's a third one coming after this the second one. As far as the, the the latest Halloween movie, I I didn't like it. I there, there's something about it that just kind of 
it, it was just they and I, I and I'm not a big franchise guy, but they just totally ignore everything else. Yeah, and I know they they kind of cut touched on the the history of Laurie Strode being Michael's sister, but you you have to at least acknowledge the the not even not only the actors but the whole history of the ghost of Michael Myers, even if you know even if it was other people dressed as Michael Myers doing other killings, you know, they could have at least said, hey, you know, with with what happened, a lot of other things happened. But now this guy's back, and this is the true Michael Myers, and you know that the whole it, it, the whole franchise did go off the rails with the whole Druid thing, and it was just yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I get what you're saying there. You know, because you had you know Halloween four, uh, Return of Michael Myers, and then um, number five, um, the Revenge of Michael Myers, and then six. Yeah, that's when they started get into the druids and stuff and it just yeah it just went so far left that it was just like whoa what what are we doing here um but you know it, it's like I, I get what you're saying with saying like let's not erase that history they're, they're basically saying that those movies never happened and that this is the sequel to the 1978 version of Halloween or even even the 19 you know 81 Halloween 2 um which literally happened the same night. Yeah. So, and and that's that's one of those things that that's brilliant about you know the way that 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 transition happened because it it was just so fluid. It was one right into the other, and and that was good. You know, it it felt right. Um, and and they tried to do that with four going into five. Um, and you know it they it, it kind of worked, but it kind of didn't. But, um, you know, we're going gonna to ignore one, three. What's that? We're gonna ignore three. Uh, I'm definitely gonna ignore three. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, I, I bought that for her for Christmas one year. She, I, I think she just likes to go against the grain. But she's like, I love that movie. We have to watch it. I was like, you have to watch it. I don't have to watch nothing. Which, um, which is one of those movies. If it was called anything else, yeah, yeah. Would have been it, a great it, movie. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's a fine movie if it were called, uh, um, you know, Season of the Witch. You know, anything but Halloween. You know, yeah. trick or treaters. You know, something I don't know, but you know, fuck. You call it Halloween and you put it in that franchise, and then suddenly you don't got Michael Myers. Suddenly you 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 know you have something that's just completely off the rails, and you you know people are like, well, where's Michael Myers? Can we at least get a cameo? Something. Well, like that's his name? Like, that's that's why I have with, with Halloween too. That's why I have a little problem with it, because if you'd have went if you'd have went that direction, and I know Carpenter wanted to have the anthology series of Halloweens, if it'd have been Halloween one, season of the witch, a werewolf movie, a zombie movie, and then maybe go back to Michael Myers for five or six, you might you you might have had a different Halloween landscape. Yeah, and, and that's what they're kind of. Um talking about uh with three actually they were saying if you know if they had done it one way versus the other like had they put michael myers you know just kind of did you know what became halloween four maybe halloween three or whatever or somehow incorporated michael myers it would have been fine or if they would have done halloween and then you know something else and then something else and then came back to michael myers 
I, you know, th- there are a lot of different ways that that could have gone and, and worked out. Um, you know, I, I've been toying with the idea of possibly watching number three again. I, I watched it once when I was little. And, you know, being a kid, I definitely was in that pocket, too. Like, where's Michael? This is dumb. But, um, you know, I, I actually have a couple of friends that are taunting me and wanting me to watch number three. I'm just like, finding yeah. no, it, it, it popped up. I don't know now, but it was available digitally um, through one of, like, I think, maybe prom- it was available digitally because I remember I have Halloween two on digital. Uh, it's the only one that I could get digitally, I, I think, because of the rights. Well, when I say the only one I could get digitally, I use the Movies Anywhere app, and not all the studios have uh, agreed to the deal with Movies Anywhere. So I think like MGM is out, Lionsgate is out, and there's a one A twenty four is out, and there's another bigger studio um, that refused to take part. And, and you know putting their movies in that package so um but a lot of halloween movies are not there number two is there and, and the newest one is there but one uh three was available i don't know that it is now um and then four five six h2o resurrection all of those or you know go, rob zombies versions gone you know i can't get those digitally through that app i could pull them up like on prime or something you gotta, you gotta um, rent them on Prime. They're rent, they're rentals because I look today. Oh, that's fucking lame. I, yeah, I hate it? rent. <laughs> like, like I don't like to rent because if I watch it, you know, I might say, okay, I'm gonna watch it tonight, and I might want to watch it next week. Well, you know, because that's how my brain works. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, you know, like throw me a bone, something. It's like you, you're supposed to have everything I need, like. You know, I, for a little while, I was doing uh, uh, Amazon Music for a little while, and, and that worked out because anything that I wanted it musically, I could find. I, I never had a problem. But then it started kind of going into this game of most of the stuff that I want to listen to, I don't need to be paying $8 a month to get anyway. Most of the stuff that I want is readily available. Now, with Prime, on the other hand, movie-wise, I have a lot of needs like when it comes to like certain comedies and certain horrors and, and, you know, prime doesn't seem to be, you know, filling those needs, you know, again, you can rent most of this stuff, but I want to buy, I don't want to rent. Um, that's where shutter comes in. Yeah. Shutter, especially for COVID, like once COVID hit and, you know, we were kind of, we were locked down, um, you know, everywhere, but here, my wife wasn't working, so every single night we pull up Shutter and we watch something. There was always something to watch on Shutter, and that was just that was a blessing. Um, and you know, and I know the Halloween series was on Shutter briefly. Like when I first signed up, there was like one, uh, one, two, four, five, and I think that was it. One, two, four, and five, maybe six, but. Um, I remember I was excited and I was I was watching all the time. And I think the Friday the 13th series was on there um, up to six, maybe. No, seven, get, up to seven. You can get all the zombie movies on Shudder, but you can't get the Halloween zombie movies on Shudder. Correct. And that's frustrating, too, even though I own them physically, but I'm lazy and I don't feel like going to grab the DVD book, taking it upstairs. Like I have an issue with like taking movies out of the case 
And then, you know, I, I forget to put them back. And before you know it, there's 20 some odd movies just floating around the house getting scratched up. So that's why I just like having things digital. I like to have everything physical as well, because if the world goes to shit, we lose our, you know, all our digital capabilities. I want to at least know that I can watch Halloween on disc somewhere. You know, if I, I can have find it on VHS. That is outstanding. <laughs> like. I, I, oh no no no! I gave it away. I gave it to my friend because I had a, a big TV with the VCR built in. I gave her the TV, and I gave her all my VHSs. And I had Halloween uh, one, four, five, and six in H two O. And I gave those all to her. I, I um, think I, I think I only have two horror movies on VHS. One's the original Halloween, and one of the the other one is Scream. Oh okay. Uh, I, I think I had uh, that. Uh, yeah, because I don't have them on disc. I had I had those on VHS. And and Scream is probably the movie that got me back into horror movies. Mm. Uh, just because of the um the story. Uh, it was it, once again Wes Craven. It was him saying, "Look, we're making fun of we're making fun of horror movies, but Scream was a generally good scary movie. Yeah, with with a a great cast." And I love the fact that they put Drew Barrymore on the poster first. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's in the movie for 10 minutes. And we, and I, I love Nev Campbell. I think she's attractive. I think she's, if, if I was ever going to divorce my wife, that would be the girl I'd want to marry. Um, but with, with that, with, 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 with Screw the Scream, once again, it's a franchise. And it, it, it got out of hand. And, it, yeah, but, but the original screen and maybe screen two was, was it would have been enough. Now they're on what five? They're gonna make they're making five now. Yeah, number five is in production. <clears throat> so, but that, so, that that movie that movie there had uh, uh, had a great story, had some some great some great acting, some great kills. Um, and it was just one of those movies where you're like, wow, I need to get back into horror movies because. If this is what they're making, this is really worth watching. Yeah, I, I love Scream. I think my uncle had a bootleg copy of Scream. Um, it, it, it was a really good copy at that. And I remember a few friends of mine, you know, we we were sitting in the basement. My grandparents were out of town that summer. I remember there were three um, there were three VHSs down there. There was Scream, Batman, uh, Batman Returns, and um, can't remember what the third one was, but the Batman Returns and Scream were really good copies, and we watched Scream over and over and over again. Oh, excuse me, right into the mic. Uh, we watched right. Scream. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the it, I chugged the beer. Okay. Uh, uh, we watched Scream so much, and then we. I think following up from screen was um, I know what you did last summer, which, you know, it was fine. It was in the same pocket. It was, you know, a good horror mystery. Um, it, it like I, that was, I think that was on shutter. It might've been the second one. Something was on shutter recently of, of in that branch as well. And I watched it and, you know, it was just fun kind of going through. It was like, huh, I, I remember these, you know, you know, cause at that time I felt like, okay, horror is back. You know, I, I I'm I'm interested again. It's away from like the silly slasher because there was a point more so with the late '80s, early '90s, 
you know, kind of looking at the Friday the 13th and even uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because they made. So in Halloween and Friday the 13th, there are always, you know, your two silly guys, whether it be the silly cops or silly someone. And then everyone else who's taking everything serious. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street just used Freddy as the silly while everyone else was uh, taking it serious. But horror movies kind of started drifting away from horror and drifting more into comedy. And it was, you know, it, 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 I lost interest in it. Then you come back with Scream. I know what you did last summer, Urban Legends. Um, these are all late 90s movies. Final Destination. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, so I was, I was just thinking, was like, was that late 90s or early 2000s? I, I, I think it was like 99. So, and I love Final Destination. That, that was one of my favorite movies for the longest time. Just and because nobody can drive behind a wood truck. Yeah, no, yeah, no one. No matter where you are, you see that wood truck. That that thing could be seven, seven, fifteen cars in front of you. And you're like, I'm just going to get another lane. Changing um, lanes. You are changing lanes. I, I might even hit the next exit just to be safe. You know, <laughs> I got to get gas. You got a full tank. Nah, just to be safe. I need, um, I need a coke. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Is any reason to get off this road? Um, exactly. What's funny? What's funny is that second one was. Actually, like acting wise, was just terrible. But that everybody remembers that that uh, death scene with with the uh, the wood truck and everything. Like no one will ever forget that. If if that movie has any contribution to history, it's that we are all terrified of those trucks now. <laughs> and the poor the poor wood truck drivers are like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like they're looking behind us, like why is everybody over in the fucking left lane right now? They're all, they're all pulled over to the side. You go right ahead, sir. He's like, I'm not right that ahead. guy. Everybody's like speeding past them. Like, why do they keep trying to race me? Um, <laughs> during during that little window, there were a lot of good horror movies that just it, you know it felt like okay, horror's back. And you know when I even started thinking about that though, because I've said this you know in the previous episodes though too, is. I start to think, has horror ever really gone away? But then, again, what I just referenced with the horror movies kind of getting silly, I guess it did kind of fall off a little bit. But then, you know, your late 90s, going into your early 2000s, which your Final Destinations, Joyride um, was another one that um, it it's weird because I don't know if it's a horror or a suspense or a horror suspense, whatever it may be. Joyride was a good one that people tend to, you know, I feel like it just doesn't get its credit because most people probably don't really remember it. Number one, but number two, I think when the DVD came out, there are like four different endings. And I think the ending that they went with was the weakest of the four. Um, but you know, there there were a lot of good horror movies that started coming out in the two thousands, and then they started going again into this weird direction where you know they just start overproducing until you get to Saw. And then you were like, okay, it's back again. Horror's back again. And then they start overproducing again. And right now, I think when Insidious and Con- The Conjuring came out, I-, I felt good about horror again. But now again, overproducing. And, you know, I'm left wanting something different. So, you know, horror is always going to be there. It's never going to go away. Um, it's just a matter of, of, you know, what's the originality factor? Um, how good can we keep these movies, you know, and, and even with doing a remake, you know, you got when they redid House on Haunted Hill, which is kind of a slow movie, but still good. 13 Ghosts, which was phenomenal. Um, 
you know, those remakes were older remakes or remakes from older films. You know, do we go in that direction now with some of these movies? And then other things that were remade, like Rosemary's Baby, uh, was remade for uh, like a made-for-TV type deal. It, it, you know, they remade The Omen, you know, stuff like that. I, I, there's a rumor that they're remaking The Exorcist. Um, so there's some things that it's just like maybe we should leave it alone. And then there's some things that are so far back. It's like, okay, maybe now we can kind of retread it. I don't think The Exorcist is that far back enough for us to retread it yet. I, I, I think it kind of goes in cycles too. Like you have your whole your whole vampire genre you have your whole zombies were big for a long time um, oh yeah, yeah you know with with the with the remake of, was it day of the dead that they remade uh, was, uh, dawn, was, of the dead. dawn of the dead was great it was yes. it was fantastic it, it had enough scares it had your you kind of felt bad for the girl who got bit and she was pregnant and the baby came out a zombie yeah um, it, it kind of goes like in phases to whatever's hip and new because, you know, you have, I mean, and, and, and I know it's not a horror movie, but Twilight's got to be in there. Um, it, it, but you know what you haven't seen in a long time? Mm. A good old fashioned werewolf movie. I, I said that recently. We haven't gotten any werewolf stuff, uh, but not, not a good one. And I'm waiting. I'm patiently waiting. Well, so Red Riding Hood was not terrible. I just don't I, I think it. There was something about that movie that just didn't do well. But Sarah and I went to see it in the theater, and we really enjoyed it. And I think that was actually the first Blu-ray that I bought. Um, just th- not because I was like, "Oh, I like this." It was just like, "Oh, hey, look, Blu-ray, and I got a Blu-ray player. Let's let's buy this." Um, but th- that's probably the most recent one that I enjoyed that came out. But again, it wasn't mainstream, or it was main. I mean, it had um. I can't remember the young lady's name. I, the only thing I know her from is Mean Girls. But well, that was Lindsay Lohan, was it? Well, no, no. So she was the dumb one of the group. Oh. Um, I, I just don't Amanda something. I just can't remember her last name. But um, she's been. What's that? Amanda Siegfried. Yes, that that's oh, it. So she was a uh, Red Riding Hood. Gary Oldman was in it. Um. I can't remember who else, but it was a really good movie, but it wasn't one that I think caught people's attentions. It came out in the summer, I believe. So it had to compete with all the other great summer films and it just fell by the wayside. And, but outside of that, there's really the wolf, the werewolf story doesn't get a lot of love. They kind of lumped it in with twilight and um, underworld. And, you know, that I think they just think, okay, we did enough for the werewolves and they skate along. Um, I did mention um, on a previous episode, uh, there was a TV show on Fox. I couldn't remember the name of it, but it was just simply Werewolf. Um, it only lasted one season, but I, I, you know, the ideal of it was fun. But I think even up to that point, you know, the only real werewolf stuff that we have is American Werewolf in London. Uh, the Howling, Wolfen. What's that? Wolfen. Wolfen. Yeah, W O L F E N. Wolfen. Silver Bullet. Yeah, Silver Bullet. Yeah, with good old Gary Busey. <laughs> cool. And the Corey. 
Yeah, yeah. In uh, Corey Haynes, I get them confused. Um, like the 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 uh, Corey. We have Corey Feldman is the dark hair. Corey Haynes was the blonde. Okay. Um. Uh, so yeah, it was Corey Haynes, uh, Gary Busey. Like I mean, anything with Gary Busey, I'm a fan of just because it's Gary Busey. Like, like I, I like I, I would watch a reality show of Gary Busey. Just. <laughs> Just doing things. I don't know. Yeah, like I put a post up on Facebook the other day. I don't remember what the other options were, but option one was, you know, be stuck in a room with Gary Busey, hookers, and cocaine. I was like, you don't need to tell me any further. So I, I just went, like, yeah, it's like, and people are like, well, I don't use cocaine. Neither do I. I just want to see Gary Busey with the cocaine. The yeah. hookers are a bonus. <laughs> like, I, I'm not I don't even, use hookers either, but hey, if they're there. <laughs> Yeah, like I want to see Gary Busey's interaction with these other items. Yeah, and yeah. someone's like, "Well, you're going to be sad after you know he goes to jail." I was like, "Yeah, but that's going to be the best 27 minutes that I've seen in my life because <laughs> it's Gary Busey, cocaine, and hookers. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen?" Um, well, the big joke is, what are you going to do when you win the lottery? Cocaine and hookers. Yeah, that that's yeah. what I always say at work when it's payday. It was like. Oh shit, we got a little bit of money, a little bit of extra money on this check. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and get the cocaine, you get the hookers, and let's see where this party goes. Yeah, my manager my manager always laughs at it. It's like in the beginning, I made that joke when um, I first started working with her. And she was like, She was like, You're not serious, are you? I was like, No, absolutely not. But it's <laughs> always fun to say, All right, you get the cocaine, I get the hookers, and then we're gonna see how far this party goes. Um <laughs> And the thing is, if I won the lottery, I probably would get a bunch of cocaine and hookers and be like, I'm not utilizing any of this, but I want to see you guys do it. Because, Feel free. Yeah, it's like, here, it's at your disposal. Let's see where this party <laughs> goes. And if it goes south, I have nothing to do with it. I'm but out. If, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know nothing. But, um, but yeah, like there, there's very few good werewolf movies. And I'm just surprised that it's never been revisited. Well, um, like I said, it goes it goes in cycles. I mean, you have your you have your vampire movies. You have, I mean, zombies. Like I said, they were huge for a long time. Um, yeah. And, and now, you know, with the, with the witches, and it, it's one of those things to where actually it's funny you mention that because they're redoing the craft, which is another yeah, good, which is another good movie. But I don't. It's one of those ones that you could just leave alone and not have to do. Call it something else, but don't call it the craft. Yeah, I think that's one that. So uh, another thing that I always have an issue with when they do remakes is, you know, there's always this talk of saying this is something for the new generation, in which case I'm just like, why don't they just have their own damn thing? You don't have to take something before. Like, like, you know, they're redoing the craft and that's fine, I guess. But like you said, call it something else. Four teens with witchcraft. And I'd be like, okay, I'm in, you know, you know, no matter what silly name you give it, I'm still going to check it out. But the original craft, I think certain movies from the 90s, they fit that pocket because of the era. You know, like The Crow. The Crow was great during the time that it came out because, number one, the comic wasn't too far uh, gone at that point. Um, you know, Brandon Lee was a hot item. And just the tragedy behind that movie, um, you know, the craft during that time as well was a it was a big movie just because of the teenage teenage angst and just the world at that time. A lot and of the stuff. Was set in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that that the, like the line that always gets me is um when when the villain you know going towards the end they're having a little meeting you know to talk about devil's night he's like you know what they got now devil's night greeting cards ain't that precious yeah, like when you so, grow up here you, you know what devil's night was like here for a while yes it, very it much like so. you didn't get out of your house i mean it was so, it was literally like a horror movie yeah yeah, I remember. I, I remember seeing not any ma- major things like out and about. I remember just seeing kind of small local things, you know, just things burning in the neighborhood. But it, but for me, being a little kid, I was big. But then as I got older, I, I made it seem small. But it's like that was still big. You're burning shit down. Like, yeah. why? Um, it, I mean, I remember even when I came to Maryland, you know, I would always kind of talk about the legend of Devil's Night. Like, hey, we need to go out and, do, you know, do Devil's Night here. And it, it didn't take. And it, good. I'm glad it didn't. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was I doing? I it, it, I guess it was that ideal, though. You could take the boy out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of the boy. And, you know, I'm coming down here trying to, like, bring my ways to them. And it's like, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe my ways aren't the right ways. But also, I was just a dumb knucklehead kid who, you know, I saw bad stuff and I glamorized it in my own mind. But, you know, as I got older, I realized... That's horrible stuff to, to even relate or think about or even love or to cling well, to. And that's that's the, and honestly, that's the problem with Detroit now. Mm-hmm. With the because we've have this, we always have this negative. People who come to Detroit come with one attitude and they leave with another. I I love I love Detroit. It, it's funny because we don't go there often enough, and when we showed up there. Um, last September, which again, thank you, uh, you know, for for the tickets to the Tigers game. That that was like she still talks about that. Uh, <laughs> and and that was my first time at Comerica, so that's just like like I was telling uh, Tommy, you guys are part of our family history. Um, so we definitely appreciate that. Um, but you know, we, when we made the trip, it was an easy drive. Sophie traveled very well. You know, she wasn't, you know, four, three-year-olds. She did phenomenal. Um, and we were like, yo, we, we might have to come back up here to spring. Let's start planning it. And then COVID hit. So it was like, never mind. I'm not going anywhere. No one's going anywhere. But it, like, going up there this time, it was different for me being an adult and not being under anyone else's watch or being under anyone's, like, oh, we drove with these people, so this is we have to go where they go, do what they do. They may go away with the car for the day. We might be stuck here at the house. It, it was different to be able to go see the city ourselves, to go, you know, go see the stadiums. And, you know, leaving it, th- there's this love that I have for the city. There's this love that I have for Detroit City. And it, it hurts when, you know, people who have never been there have horrible things to say. And it's like th- Detroit was a beautiful city. It is still a beautiful city. It, it's got its issues, but Detroit, you know, when when that city came about with, um, you know, the car industry, you know, New York City was like the big city of the east. Chicago was supposed to be the city in the middle and then L.A., the city in the west. And then Detroit just kind of happened and made its mark and no one knew how to take it. And, you know, even still to this day, you look at it, it's like, well, how do you take Detroit? You know, and a lot of people make it a laughing stock. You know, people make it a joke. You know, when you think about sports in Detroit, you know, people, 
you know, laugh about it, but you know, there was a point where the Pistons were winning titles, the Red Wings were winning titles, the Tigers were in the playoffs. You know, they won the series back what in 80, uh, 84, 85? 84. Um, you know, you know, like that city is a sports city. Um, you know, whether you got Michigan State, you know, winning NCAA titles or Michigan, you know, you know, winning in 89, you know, it making the final, you know, making the finals with the Fat Five, you know, stuff like that. You know, the state of Michigan, the city of Detroit, you know, it's a rich area with a rich history. And all people know is, you know, when you look at it, you know, you look at what the media gives us, you look at what, you know, the news gives us and it's like, oh, well, you know, there's this negativity there. And, you know, even again with the crow with, you know, talking about devil's night and burning the city down and all the negativity and the bad things. But, you know, you got Motown that spawned from there. You got all the beautiful music that came from there. Um, you got, you know, DeBarge, who's, you know, Grand Rapids, but still, you know, connected. Aretha Franklin, um, Smokey Robinson, you know, all the Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, Madonna, you know, you know, all this great music that comes from that city. And, you know, all people can say is like, yeah, but crack, (laughs) you know, or yeah, but, you know, you know, there are no jobs there, the economy, you know, it's it's the city's burning down, the city's collapsing on itself. Just 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 with especially with the crow, the crow had a great soundtrack Mm -hmm. music in the crow early 90s, kind of grungy. Not one Detroit artist is on that soundtrack. No, and, and and the movie, the movie's great, and 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 the the whole premise is, you know, the whole revenge premise is is, is one of those things where you're like, it, it's just the whole story from Eric Draven being in a local band, even though they didn't play any local music, to hmm. to, to, to transform into the Crow, even the franchises. I mean, they got a little bit far out there, but it, it it's one of those things where that's that's a piece of that's a piece of horror history and also a piece of Detroit history because they're interconnected. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. Kind of like, it's kind of like Candyman in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the what's uh, what was the Prairie Greens in Chicago, which is the the one of the biggest, um, for lack of a better term, public housing. That's where the, that's where the Candyman came from. That's. It's it, it's all intertwined, and people are going. People are taking uh, tours of what used to be Cabrini Green just to see where the Candyman came from. I mean, that they, they actually have a Camp Crystal Lake where you can, you know, where they were. I mean, it was a Boy Scout camp, it wasn't the one you went to, but they actually <laughs> take people out there and they're like, okay, there you go, spend the night where this is where Jason went. So, and I think that's one of those things with Detroit, you know. Even before The Crow, when I started thinking about movies that, you know, set in Detroit, RoboCop, you know, that's one that, you know, always comes to mind. Um, with just the idea. Coming. What's that? They're building a statue. Nice. Nice. That's, you know what? Good for them. I'm I'm in for that. Um, I'm not in for the remake of RoboCop, but I'm, I'm in for the original RoboCop and the statue. Um when I think about Detroit and Detroit, you know, in its own right, it, it's, you know, there, there's so much history there. There's so much that could have been built off of that just with building, you know, making movies, you know, you know, 
horror movies even you know well, whatever Scream, kind of movie Scream 4 was actually filmed here it was yeah in Ann Arbor um, okay. they actually they filmed Scream 4 here uh, there was a couple movies that were filmed uh, It Follows um, I don't know if you've seen it but I grew up in a little town called Berkeley and they actually filmed the movie in Berkeley okay. and I mean, Detroit's got a huge history, especially with horror. I mean, Sam Raimi, Evil Dead. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, all those, you know, they, they, you know, um, the, those movies were, were, were from Michigan. I mean, they, you know, it follows. Um, Kevin in the Woods filmed in Northern Michigan. And some of those movies, mm. some of those movies are great horror movies. Actually, um, one of my favorite movies, not a horror movie. Um, but one of my favorite movies was set in Detroit. I don't know if there was any filming done there. Um, True Romance. Yes. Um, like Christian it, Slater, Roseanne Arquette. Yep. Yep. No. No. Patricia. It was Patricia. Patricia. Sorry. Um. And so it's funny because when um I was watching the documentary Never Sleep Again, they're talking about Patricia didn't come back for Nightmare on Elm Street Four, and in my head I was like, did that coincide with you know the timing of when they filmed true romance because even did. though it, it, it came out later i think it was filmed much earlier i was like i think she was doing true romance instead of nightmare four and i'm glad good because i love that movie i love her in that movie i love christian slater in that movie i love everyone in that movie gary gary oldman as drexel um you know dennis hopper um michael rapaport brad pitt um uh balky you know, it's like uh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan or Pierce, what, uh, whatever his name is. That's Brosnan, Brosnan Pinchot. Yeah, that's it. I was like, it's, so, it's something with a P. Like, so we're, we're gonna go with Balky. That's the thing. I think no one knows him for anything but Balky. That sucks. Oh, and Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Sean Penn, you know, it not Sean Penn, Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother. But you know, it's like. They, they, you know, all these great stars in that movie. I, I love it, and it, that's one of the things that holds dear to me is that oh, it takes place in Detroit. So, and and Clarence, Clarence uh, Worley, his character is basically B. Um, it's like, you know, let me live above a comic book shop and get to read comic books all day, you know, and, and go watch kung fu movies at night. That that <laughs> like that fuck. That's great. I want to do that. With uh, um, with 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 Arquette leaving the the Lee Freddy movie, I actually watched a movie this afternoon called Fade to Black. Uh, it's about a movie buff, not necessarily a horror movie buff, who kind of loses his mind and goes on a little bit of a killing spree. And a young Mickey Rourke is in that movie, so a lot of people have gone from horror, Johnny Depp, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. A, a lot of people have um, Renee Zellweger, McConaughey. Yeah. They were in a uh, chainsaw massacre. Um, Jennifer Aniston, Leprechaun Two. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of a lot of people have started in horror movies and have gone on to great things. And I think that um, a, a lot of people don't realize that that's kind of where young actors get their start. Uh, especially yeah. a lot of young female actors, and then they kind of branch off from there and get and get better parts and get better movies and become multimillionaires. I mean. Jennifer Anderson's getting still getting a million dollars an episode from Friends. Yeah, I mean, that, she doesn't have to work. 
there it, it I remember when it dawned upon me that a lot of um actors and actresses they all started off in, in movies like say Kevin Bacon with Friday the thirteenth, Johnny Depp with Nightmare on Elm Street, Jamie Lee Curtis obviously with Halloween, uh Zellweger and McConaughey with uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Um the, you know the, 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 there's just so many of them. And there was something, I don't know if I saw this or I might have heard this um on a podcast somewhere where the reason why a lot of uh, there are so many horror movies, especially low budget horror movies is, you know, in film school, you know, a lot of projects are, you know, here, make me, you know, for your for your assignment, you're going to make a film. And scare most me. people scare me. OK, yeah. So, um, no, I heard it before that, though. I, I, I heard this. Um, uh, it was this year. I heard it, um, you know, this year, though, earlier this year. Um, I did watch Scare Me. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, well, I didn't, but I, uh, just with, uh, it, with, uh, with the film school thing, with a lot of the teachers yeah. are like, okay, make me a movie. Here's a budget. Scare me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. Well, you know, so the thing that I was hearing is like, you know, they'll give them the money and say, you know, here's your budget, make a movie. And it was basically saying, you know, the horror, horror was the easiest one to go with because, um, you know, the scripts tend to be what they are. Not necessarily the greatest, but what you, you know, what you're trying to sell is, you know, the fear. So they end up going there because it's the easiest thing to do to make that horror movie. Because um, you're really just telling a story about someone being scared, scaring them. Um, and, and you know, I get it. That makes sense. And I appreciate it because I like to watch, I like to watch a lot of these horror movies, good or bad. And, you know, I, in some of the bad ones I justify. Uh, you know, I try to, you know, tell you why it's good. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I guess you don't really, you know, have to because, you know, what you like is what you like. And, you know, what you don't, you don't. Um, but I always feel like I have to explain to somebody why one movie is good versus another movie not being good. And, I, you know, it is what it is. But when it's all said and done, I just I just want to be entertained. I just yeah. want to you know enjoy you know i i want my time you know spent in the theater or you know in my basement watching these movies i want it to be worth it um and no matter how bad a movie is i try to find some positive in it whether it be um jason x or whether it be you know nightmare 4 which sarah had never seen it so again during the covid lockdown we we bought it cuz it was right after watching never sleep again and we watched it. I think she fell asleep. <laughs> she was not at all impressed. Um, and because I'm stubborn, I was not going to, I was not going to accept defeat. So I was like, I watched it. I was like, yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was not. It was far from fine. Um, but, you know, with that any of these. Master, right? Yes. Oh. Um, there was nothing dreamy or mastery about it. It was fucking trash. Um, it, 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 I, I feel like I see where they're trying to go with it again. That's where they're trying to build that franchise and, and really put that name out there for Freddie and make him something big. But it was just one of those things where it was so over the top and it worked. It made the money, you know, it built the character. They continue to make movies afterward. But, you know, when you, if you go back and look at that movie, just as a breakdown of the movie, 
it is just so bad that you you, you question yourself for watching it. Um, at least I did. I, I was like, like, why am I still watching this? But again, I wanted to prove a point to my wife as she passed out. So she probably wouldn't. She, I, I could have turned her off. She would have never known. But <laughs> like, no, nah, nah, I'm not accepting defeat. Um, but you know, again, with all of the stuff, it's all about what we take from it and how we enjoy it and love it. And like, and, and even building, you know. Uh, connections off of because you and I we talk about horror movies quite often I mean we talk about a, a lot of you know different shows we talk about you know say by the bell in, in 90210 horror movies wrestling so you know but, but the horror movies always stand out to me because I don't really have anyone else that I talk horror movies with that you know that get it um, so I appreciate that with you in our, our conversations I, I, I and I do apologize because I am the one who kind of initiates it because I literally will be sitting in my in my smoker's den at 11 o'clock at night and watching a movie, and I will send you a message on Facebook. Hey, what do you think about this? Or what about this? Or I'm watching 90210, and, uh, and, and you are quick to respond, whether it's like within minutes or hours. And it's always a good 10 or 15-minute conversation of us just kind of, what do you think about this episode? What about that episode? So I, pre- I appreciate you because I'm kind of like you. I don't have a lot of friends who are in, in the horror movies. I I did when I was younger in my teens. It would be every Sunday. It'd be Reanimator. It'd be Nightbreed. It'd yeah. be you know. It'd be one of those movies that were coming out on a constant basis. But now as I get older, uh, I don't know if my friends are a f- kind of not into the genre, but they're not proud of it. And I'm not afraid to say, say I'm a I'm, I'm a fan of a horror movies. The best part is is my stepdaughter's thirty now. And when she was 12, we saw one movie, and I, I couldn't tell you what it was, but we snuck into the remake of Amityville Horror. So, it's, and I take her to the horror conventions, and she's, she likes, she's a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, which I have never seen. And I, hmm. I, I, I just can't, I, I can't split, I can't split the holidays, except for Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> But she's a big fan of it, and I and I can appreciate it. And she'll, if we don't, she, you know, every once in a while, we'll, she'll like, oh, let's go see this movie. Uh, we saw uh, Hansel and Gretel, which was very underrated. It was a good movie. Um, okay. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Grimm, uh, Brothers Grimm. Was uh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. And but yeah, every once in a while, she'll pop up, she'll pop in, she'll send me a message like. Hey, Dad, let's go see X movie. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me know when you're off. And we'll go see it. So it's kind of one of those things that we bonded over. And it's, but as far as like any of my close super friends, for lack of a better term, I, I can't say, hey, man, let's go see Elm Street or let's go see, you know, let's go, let's rent Faces of Death, even though you don't rent movies anymore because I'm old. But it's, it's one of those yeah. things where. It, it's it's it, that's what I appreciate about you is and, and thank you for turning me on to Shutter because I I'll, I'll watch Shutter now especially with COVID I'm watching two movies and two movies a night you know with 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 what's going on and my wife plays softball on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and Wednesdays is my night to watch two or three horror movies and just kind of catch up on what I what I saw and I when I was in my teens and now catch up on. Some of the newer stuff, because because I'm not, you know, I don't really watch a lot of the new horror movies that are out, because they're all, you know, like I said, remakes of things that I've already seen. Um, it 
and I think that's like you're saying, um, you know, the point about, you know, friends not being into the horror movies anymore. It is weird how that how that shifts. I, I have friends that I remember distinctly watching horror movies with them. Like this was our thing to do growing up. And now it, it's almost like, you know, they want to watch, you know, different things. They want to watch, I, I guess, more mature you know, things, I, you know, I still have a couple of friends that will watch a horror movie here and there, but even still with them, it's coming from a different uh, viewpoint. And, and a different place. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like it's it's too serious. They, You know, they take it too serious. And it's like, no, 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 no. It, it's, 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 these are silly movies. You know, you have to take it as it is. It's entertainment. Um, it's entertainment first. You know, and, and you know, then you take whatever else from there, and you know, maybe they're not entertained. I don't know, but for me, you know, like we like to watch a good uh, horror movie trailer and then get built up for the actual movie. You know, we like to, you know, during COVID, that's all we did was watch movies on Shutter. You come down here, we, you know, one of us put the kid down, the others waiting down here with the movies ready to go. We watch one, maybe two movies. Um. That that was our routine, and it, it just, you know, for me, I, I think with my mom, you know, she watched a lot of horror movies um, growing up. Like I said, Friday the Thirteenth was a staple in our house. Uh, you know, a lot of slasher films, and I don't have a great relationship with my mom. But if there's anything that I can take from um, my mom, it's you know, watching those horror movies and having kind of this build now with my life and, and how it kind of my life is built around it. I, I collect action figures and most of my action figures are all actually all my action figures are all um, superheroes um, for the Marvel Universe. But there is a toy line that has um, the, you know, horror movie, you know, horror icons. You know, you got That's, Michael, uh, you Mc, got McFarlane, right? Todd McFarlane. Yeah, so, so McFarlane has a wave, but I think um, another company, NECA, I believe, NECA or Mezco, one of them has the rights now, and the, the, the figures look really good, Michael Myers especially, and I, I've seen it out at Books a Million, um, I just didn't pick it up, I, I, I might have to make a move tomorrow, actually, um, I'm off, so what the fuck, um, actually I'm off the next couple days, uh, just, sure. but, <laughs> oh no, no, no. It, it was yeah. It was one of those things. It was like we got a lot going on, um, you know, at the end of this this end of this month. So it was like, let me take this time now. But um, you know, I want to pick up that Michael Myers figure because it looks good. But the problem is that's a slippery slope because I know they have a Jason, I know they have a Freddy, they have a Chucky, and before you pinhead. know it, yeah, yeah the, the pinhead looks really good. And, you know, before you know it, this collection of Fantastic Four that I'm looking at right here in front of me are gone. And suddenly it's going to be, you know, the horror icons. <laughs> and, and and there's nothing wrong with that. But but, but when people come into this basement, this basement is a hodgepodge of everything. There are action figures. There's weights and treadmills down here. There's recording equipment. There's a TV and a couch. So it's like when you come down here, this is my personality. All of this chaos down here is my personality, whether it be uh, superheroes or horror figures or, you know, my friend's artwork on the wall. You know, it, that's that's me. And 
again, a big part of me is, you know, the love for horror movies. And I don't know if it's so much about the horror movies or it's just it's a nostalgic feeling that it could take me back to a simpler time where, you know, things were less, you know, things were less complicated. You know, you could just take your weekend and sit in the basement and watch Scream three times in a row and, you know, have a good time with your friends or, you know, go watch, you know, go to the theater and watch Bram Stoker's Dracula and and, you know, come back and discuss it or or go watch Interview with the Vampire and come back and discuss it. But, you know, it's, it's those times with those friends that you all enjoy those movies and it, it does get to this weird area where. You know, adult responsibility takes over, and it's almost like you know, like uh, Hook. Basically, Peter Pan forgot that he was Peter Pan. You know, um, and it's almost like that, where it's like people forget. Hey, you know, we used to watch these things together. We used to enjoy these things and laugh and and be scared together. And you know, I I still dig into it because you know, it, it's it's just there's a charm to it, and I, I don't think I'm gonna ever let go of it. And 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 life is scarier than any horror movie I've ever seen. Absolutely, I mean, like you know, the horror movies, you know, there there's a tangible killer for the most part. In real life, you know, there's so much invisible stuff going on behind the scenes that you know, before we know it, you know, it's too late. And you know, that's just an unfortunate thing with you know with what's going on just in our world in general. So, you know, we need that escapism, you know, just to kind of free our mind a little bit and say, hey, maybe I want to, you know, go back and watch Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or um, Final Destination, which I, I think I do want to dig into those again. I, the, I, I enjoyed that franchise. The movie you want to watch now with everything going on as they live. Yes. Yeah. I, that That's one that. Uh, watching um, um, the documentary, they, they, you know, that that's one of the ones that came up on there, and they point that out too. They're like, just you know, looking at the world that we're in, they live kind of really, you know, was ahead of its time. So that that, uh, that that documentary actually came out like four years ago. So that's even it's, creepier. It's a little dated, but but yeah, they, I I grew up a wrestling fan, as you as you know. And Roddy mm-hmm. Piper was my favorite wrestler. When that movie came out, it, it was, it was, oh my God, Roddy Piper's in a movie. Now it's like, this is social commentary. And this movie came out in like 87 or 88, you know, yeah. it's 45 years later, 40 years later, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's people. And that, and, and as you know, I'm big on social media. Um, and I'm like, I don't, I just want people to think. I don't care if you, yeah. if which way you vote, who you're going to vote for, what's going to happen. Just think. Think about, ask questions. Because the more asked questions you ask, either either you're going to get answers or you're going to get people frustrated and they're going to call you names and they're going to assume that you're one thing and that you're really not. And it's just, you just have to keep asking those questions of what do you see? Why do you see this? What's your opinion? You know, you're not going to, you might not change mine but I'm at least going to think, hey, this person thinks this way. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somewhere we can meet. It's like consume, have sex, don't ask questions. That's the one social. It's the one social commentary movie 
that wasn't social commentary when it came out, but it is now. And a lot of people need to look at that movie now and say, holy shit, John Carpenter was right, you know, no matter what happened with, with Nada, but just think. In real life, real life, that's why I like horror movies, man. Horror movies take me away for two for an hour and a half, ninety exactly. minutes. Thank God for Shutter. They get me away from all the bullshit that I have to deal with, and and then it just kind of clears it, it clears my mind, and then I can go sit in front of the TV and watch you know fires and war and you know uh, uh, so you know and, um, protesting and you know and protesting for one side, anti-protest for the other, you know, people calling people, you know, all types of names and, you know, and I'm like, I don't need this shit. I can go back and watch a horror movie and watch a guy stalk a babysitter for an hour and a half and just be done with it. And, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it's just the right thing to do anyway. It's like, you know, you need that break, you need a breather. Let me go, you know, step into this reality and watch these things and and it, and it takes you away from the madness. It takes you away from the chaos. I mean, the bulk of my viewing is usually comic book movies, horror movies, or fights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, me too. Yeah. And, and what, did, what did Fred Gwynn say in Pet Cemetery? Sometimes that's better. Yeah. <laughs> like, his, that, that is a true statement. It's like, you know, sometimes that, that's just probably the best bet. Um, you know, you know, when it's all said and done, though, I, I think it's just important to, you know, find what makes you happy. I need to take a break because people people are exhausting. The yeah. world is exhausting. Um, so as we steered off a little bit out, right. out of our original topic, which, you know, I which is never a problem here because it's my show. We can do what we want. Um, <laughs> but. John, yes, thank you very oh, much. Yeah, um, for uh, this discussion and and just uh, coming on and being my guest, I definitely want to have you on for for more conversations because in, in general we we get along well, uh, you know, through Messenger and just having this back and forth uh, discussion, whether it be about movies, whether it be about the world, whether it be about politics or good and bad. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's got my my mind just going now. I'm just I'm excited. Um, so thank you for this. Uh, you know, definitely want to, um, you know, step to more more topics with you. But I I appreciate I appreciate you and 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 and, and you know and your family. Uh, Sophie, she's my favorite. Uh, you can send her my way. Uh, there's always cotton candy. Uh, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, if, when this has been an honor for me and, and you know, and, and just to kind of, you know, shoot the shit and, you know, and, and, and give my, you know, my thoughts on, on, the, on the genre. But uh, yeah, man, whenever, if you if you ever need a guest or if you ever feel like talking or ever, you're ever up at three o'clock in the morning on a Thursday or Friday night, you know where I'm at. I'm in the tent smoking a cigar and having a bourbon. And um, <laughs> next time you guys are in, we'll uh, meet you and Tommy. We'll get together and. Uh, We'll definitely have some beers and we'll go from there, man. Absolutely. I I, I look forward to that. And, um, just real quick, I, I oddly enough, I, I got a message from Tommy the other day. Um, just just random. I believe it was Sunday morning. He shoots me a message and goes, 
you know, wherever he was, he goes, hey, man, I feel like I'm 20 minutes from your house. You know, so he shoots me a picture. He's at a, a you know, a crab spot having crabs. So I, I made a comment about, you know, I, I didn't realize he was in Maryland. I was like, oh, like you're going to be on on the east coast and everybody just want to claim crabs that's a maryland thing i you know nobody else can do crabs like maryland um i say that just because i'm here but i don't even really eat crabs so whatever but um and, um he shoots me the picture and i was like okay i was like hey where are you and he he sends me you know where he's at. i was like hold the fuck up i think you are 20 minutes from my house so um he shoots me the address and i google it and i was like dude you're 18 minutes from my house right now like what the fuck did they come um, by no, no, they they didn't. Um, but you know, he was like, "Well, shit!" Like, yeah, next time I come by, now I know where to find you. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's fucking wild." Uh, I was like, "Yeah, for sure." Next time you're in the area, message me. You know, let, let's get together. That's that. I was just like floored by that. Um, but but it's it's almost like anytime I look on his social media, he's traveling somewhere. And it's like he's like um, Carmen San Diego. It's like, yeah, like that's our where boy. are you going to pop up next? That's <laughs> our boy. Well, Uh-oh. he uh, now that he's married, I'm sure that'll calm down a little bit because they're going to uh, start building the house and going doing the married thing. But, Good. yeah, that's uh, I can't say enough good things about the guy who brought us together. And, Absolutely. Uh, he uh, he's never introduced me to an asshole, and I'll give him a lot of credit for that. I can't say the same thing, but uh, <laughs> he's he's a good he's a good guy. And um you're, you're, you're a good guy, and this has been a blast, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and same to you. Same to you. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I see your posts on Facebook, and, you know, I, you know, I, I read through the comments. I, I read people just coming at you. It's like, dude, like, and, and I don't know what their relationship is to you, and I'm just thinking, it's like, y'all need to relax, breathe a little bit, and talk. Like, why are y'all so angry at him? Like, just chill. It's an opinion. Let him have his opinion. And not just the opinion, but let him also be a free thinker. I think, <laughs> like, I, I, I honestly, to tell you the truth, man, I'm a heel. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a heel. I, 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 I stir shit up. I'm not, ashamed to say, I'm not ashamed to say it. A lot of people get it. A lot of people think it's humorous. Some people don't. I, I always tell the story. All Facebook is is I have 400 friends on Facebook, and 300 of them would punch me in the face. <laughs> you know, it's all people I've grown up with, and I fought, and I've had beers with, and I fought again, and I've had beers with. So, you know, to me, social media is just an outlet for me to stir shit up. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, it is. Look, I, I look at it this way: You're stirring shit up on social media. I mean, it, it you. You could be worse. You could be out there hacking people up. I mean, you know, like whenever my wife gets mad at me about buying something dumb, I say, hey, I could be shooting up right now. And guess what? I'm not. I, I just bought four action figures. <laughs> I didn't spend it on heroin. So well, who's the real winner here? Me substitute, substitute, or Hasbro? Substitute action figures for cigars. And that's my wife. Exactly. Like, look, we're, we're like, we're, like, we're doing the good things. We're, like, we're not, we're not shooting heroin. And and anyone that's listening, I'm not making light of you know any past drug use or addictions, but I'm just saying, hey, I'm glad I ain't got the issue. Sorry. The worst, the worst things we could do besides spending time with our wives and our friends, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um. So. 
on that note, is there anything that you want to announce or plug or shout out or anything? Uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, maybe next. Maybe next time. But uh, nothing. Nothing. All right. Fair enough. I always want to give people that opportunity. If they got something, I don't ever run off without giving that opportunity. We disconnected like hey man you didn't let me shout out this so i always want to at least you know give that opportunity um on this end though uh guys as usual thank you everyone who listens to this podcast who's been a guest on this podcast anyone who uh helps me out behind the scenes you know even just in the dms and we we discuss strategies thank you for your input thank you for your help um you know shout out to um nerd rage radio our buddies over there, give them a shout, give them a listen. The girls over there, Jiu-Jitsu Happy Hour, please check out their show on YouTube. It is a hilarious show. Um, and that should be a guest upcoming on there at some point soon, if I haven't already been, depending on when this releases. Um, and then also um, jiu-jitsu, judo, um, dot, uh, dot co on inst- Instagram. Go check them out. They got a awesome website i got a cool mug from them that i've been drinking my beer out of tonight and as usual if you want to get a hold of me always reach out to me at bjj.wiki on instagram or off the mats podcast on instagram as well and we can get together do an episode just chit chat in the dms whatever y'all want to do but again thank you everyone i love you all be safe out there happy halloween 